0: Nation. <laughs> <laughs> fit Nation. Fit na- fit
1: awesome. <laughs> the way your fingers fit mine is five plus five, not a rocket science. This day and time that's hard to find, it's true. The road we're on Traffic jam? It's a sunny drive on a piece of land. It's paradise as long as I'm with you. It's like one, two, three, just as easy as can be. Just the way you look at me, you make me smile. It ain't no need to complicate it. We both know that's overrated. We've been there, it's safe to say it ain't our style. It's just that simple. That's simple.
0: Welcome back. Nation. Awesome. If you are a veteran and you are struggling or feel like you are leading a path towards the darkness, stop and think about those who are around you. Think about how they truly value you, how they will miss you. You are not alone. You need to talk to someone. Someone will listen to you. If you feel like you'll be a burden to someone, or feel embarrassed to talk to someone in your inner circle or family please do not hesitate to call the hotline at 988 and then press option one. Do not make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps. Don't forget to subscribe on our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. That's the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe, click the bell. This will keep you up to date with our latest news episodes and of course stories of our great guests speaking of which our next guest has worked with young people for almost 25 years as a youth director foster parent a mentor to young adults and as a mom to five children from ages 8 to 24. Through the years she became aware of how many teens are lacking easily taught life skills that would help them as they launch out on their own her family started raising confident teens to help teach life and leadership skills to teens and their parents. She is the main host of the Raising Confident Teens podcast. She is also the author of the newly released book, I Am Not Your ATM, a practical plan for teaching young teens to manage money. So without further ado, let's welcome Rachel Murphy to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Rachel.
2: Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Never had had an intro quite like that.
0: I hope it was good. I hope it, uh, it met your marks there, you know. All want...
2: the beatbox or whatever you call it.
0: Yeah. I didn't have my <laughs> scratch pad going, so I could have went a little further with that. So. <laughs> I like playing with the noises. That's good. Yeah. I uh, know we have uh, we scheduled this a while ago, finally got you on here, and uh, I'm glad we're finally getting this done. And in the pre-show, I learned that you have a military connection in your background from your dad and your grandpa both served uh served our country and i uh, thank you for, thank them for me for their service and thank you for being dealing with your dad being in the service for all those years
2: well they didn't give me a choice but yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't get the option in that one anyway you're, you're part of the package at that point
2: <laughs> yeah it is a family thing though isn't it
0: yes it is definitely is so rachel yeah. if you don't mind uh anything i left out from you want to tell about your story from as far back as you want to go to where we are now you can share that with us now
2: yeah. Um, well, the reason, you know, we're, we go through things in life and a lot of times we go through them and it's like, it, when you're going through it, it's like, what was that all about? You know, and only later, years later, can you see, oh yeah, I can see how, how that is being used in my life now to help other people or to make a difference. Um, and when my husband and I first got married uh I'm trying to remember 25. It, it's been almost 30 years. 20, it was 29 years yesterday. Ooh. But but um shortly thereafter, we started our own business. Uh we started a local internet service provider in our town. And that was back in the day when you had to dial in <laughs> to the horrible, you know, this crashing noise and like likes grating Riffing. fingernails on the chalkboard. <laughs> um and back then technology was a lot more expensive and it it, we got ourselves into a pretty big financial hole just trying to keep the business going and just um, coming out of that we we ended up selling the business but we ended up $50,000 in debt and coming out of that it was like we felt like utter failures like our business had failed and then uh, we went through uh, the dot-com crash my husband was in it so we went through three layoffs and we lost a baby and we were literally driving back we had, we had been working in california we were literally driving back with our tail between our legs back home to florida uh september 11th oh wow <laughs> and it was like the whole country is falling apart and we were falling apart right <laughs> it was it was like a uh science fiction movie like you know like we're on the road nobody's talking to anybody there's there's you know it's like very reverent everywhere you go and it's like it felt kind of like one of those you know science fiction movie where apocalypse um but we determined that you know we we didn't know what to do we talked to lots of people we respected and a lot of pretty much everybody said you just need to declare bankruptcy and we made appointments to, to talk to the attorney and, but we just felt like we're not supposed to do this. And I don't, I don't judge anybody that has done that because I understand how, how painful and stressed out you are when you're, when you're in that desperate of a situation, but we just felt like we're, we're supposed to dig out and we had no idea how we were going to do it. Um, it was just sheer determination. And, and we're just like, cause we had no jobs at the moment when we decided um and we managed to pay off that fifty thousand dollars in debt on um Keith couldn't find work so he was driving a taxi cab for like six six years so we we paid off uh all that debt on a thirty thousand dollar a year income and going through all of that we were like we don't ever want our kids to have to go through something like this, you know, living in a bad neighborhood, driving $1,500 car, you know, eating ramen noodles. So we're like, when they get older, we're just going to teach them, you know, how to handle money and give them a really good foundation. And we didn't intend to teach anybody else that like, <laughs> um, we, we felt like life and leadership skills for teens. That's, that's something that's really lacking in our culture. And we just started teaching that and, and, with our podcast and our community. And we were asking people, what do you wish you had learned growing up? And the number one answer we got was I wish someone had taught me about money and we had never told anybody our story. It it was 25 years of no speaking about what happened. (laughs) Like we were so ashamed of what had happened to us and what we had been through. And so a couple of years ago, we're just like, you know what? We just needed to tell our story. So we, we told our story and then we're like let's just start teaching people how to to talk how to teach their kids about money and so we we um did a challenge in our group and then we just said let's turn this into a book we're just going to teach people how we teach our kids and that's how that all came about
0: 9-11 you probably felt the eerie everything went basically dead silent for a while while you were driving i'm sure and uh the eeriness and like you said, the apocalyptic feeling as you're driving across country, basically from you went from California to Florida, definitely across
2: country. Yeah, we had actually um, flown in from China the day before uh, my parents were missionaries over there for 22 years and we had a trip already planned. So we had gone and then we had packed all our stuff into storage. So we'd gotten back into town and we were we couldn't sleep because we were jet lagged because <laughs> so we turned on the TV. And we see what's going on over there on the East Coast, you know, and it's just like, wow, man, what, what, what else, could happen? what else could happen? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: And I guess that was that was kind of like your aha moment, though, that that drive across and getting to talk to people when you got to Florida and get the advice to go through the bankruptcy and stuff like that. So although it was a, a low point for you, it was also an aha moment to teach you that life lesson at that point. And then start to your battle out the battle out of that uh that hole that you wound up in to where you are now.
2: Well, you know, we've been through a lot of really low moments and like like everybody, everybody goes through stuff like that. And you just have to get to the point where you realize that you can do more than you think you can. And failure is not failure is gonna happen to everybody. It's it's not a judgment on you, it's just a lesson, right? It's a way that you're going to learn to be better and do better. Um, Coming out of that, we also, we're we're a little bit crazy. And we decided, um, let's uh, build our own house. And we had no construction experience. Um, We took a two-day class. uh, We flew to Seattle and took a two-day class on log home building. And came home and spent three and a half years uh, building a house with our kids. And that whole experience was so healing for us like we learned a lot about ourselves, like you can do all kinds of things if you're just willing to learn and be patient with yourself. Right. And, and you're going to mess up something, but you can, most everything is recoverable, right? It may cost you a little something, but it's recoverable. And and the lessons that you learn are, are so much more valuable than, I mean, like there were so many times we're like, man, we want to quit, but we couldn't quit because nobody's going to buy a half built log home right (laughs) so you back yourself up into a corner like that and you're like we have to get through and and just having to go through that it was just I don't know it it made a huge difference in our lives and it and it and I think that was like a catalyst for us to like because we learned a lot that we didn't know we were learning like we thought oh man we're working our kids too hard they're going to need therapy or something but instead they really really thrived And we realized that the thing that a lot of kids are lacking is knowing how to do things and skills. And once they learn, once you teach a kid a skill, and it doesn't have to be building a house, it could be teaching them how to drive or teaching them how to cook or teaching them how to change a tire, right? The more skills that we can give our kids, the more confident they become. It's called the confidence competence loop. And I didn't even know it was a thing until after we'd been teaching it a while. Um, But the more, the more competent you can help someone become, the more confident they'll become. And the more confident somebody will become, becomes the more willing they are to step out and try even more stuff. So it's just like a loop that builds on itself. The more confident, the more confident, the more competent, the more confidence. And I think a lot of kids are lacking in that because, I mean, we don't want our kids to suffer. We don't want them to have to do too much. And sometimes I think that that they need that, right? Yes. They need all of that stuff.
0: Well, I like that you had them building the house with you, and you said you thought you would put them in therapy, but you were actually teaching them. I mean, that is a, an extreme thing to teach them, build a home. You could have started with the tire first and then went up that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm sure you yeah. them
0: the tire later, and that that helped out too. But I mean, that's awesome. Now they know how to put put nails in work. I'm not sure how you did nails or dowels for a log cabin, but to make it work, and uh, that's a life skill they'll they'll never forget. And hopefully, they pass it on to the next generation.
2: Right? Yeah.
0: And uh we talked about money earlier, and a lot of families have this stigma that mom and dad will not tell the kids about what's going on with the money stuff because it'll make them, I guess, scared or or think mommy and dad are not doing well or something bad's going to happen. Why is, is that why you think people don't talk about it? Or is there even a bigger stigma in there?
2: I think there's a a bunch of different reasons. A a lot of people, it's like a taboo topic. Their parents didn't talk about it. So (laughs) they don't know how to talk about it or they feel like I'm not doing so well at it myself. Who am I to tell my kids anything? Right. I'll just have to let, hopefully someone else will come along that will teach them something. Right. Um, But the thing is, you don't have to tell your kids all the nitty gritty. You don't have to tell your kids how much you make. My kids don't know how much I make. It's the principles that you're teaching them, you know, and you have to make it not a lecture. Like a a lot of parents tend to revert to lectures like um, don't go into debt. um, Make sure you save some money. Like, what does that really mean? It's so broad. Yeah so like out there like i don't know how do you know when you've done it right or how do you know when you get there so how we teach people i'm going to tell you how we do it. how we teach people to teach their kids is starting when they get to be like 10 or 11 years old just start turning parts of the budget over to them that are related to them so like we all spend tons of money on our kids all the time and we don't even think about it right they just say hey dad i need money for this right And oh, okay here's some money um So, so there's tons of things you're spending them on. How about you start, start really, really small. Like say, maybe your family goes out to the gas station to get ICs once a week. How about at the beginning of the month, you say, here's your IC money. I want you to handle it for the month and just let them get a little bit of practice. Like, you know, instead of you being the one that always pays, they're going to have to start paying. And you know, what happens if they blow it on something else? They're out in IC. What happens if you don't teach them? and they get out on their own you know they'd be five thousand dollars in credit card debt really fast right (laughs) so so we do that we start out small but then every year we add more categories and they get a bigger salary so by the time they graduate they've been they've been working a budget for years you know they've been doing clothes and toiletries makeup gasoline school supplies um school lunches you know birthday gifts for the friends there's so many things that we spend on our kids that could be a learning lesson and they're interested in it because it's something for them right right and you know you know there there, there's a lot of talk about putting financial literacy in schools which i think is a great idea but what it what does that mean it usually means a half of a credit in high school right so if i if i were to teach you something um in ninth grade right teach you teach you how to make a budget one time in ninth grade are you going to remember that three years later four years later when you get out on your own probably not because you know you teach me how to do something on the computer and i won't remember next week right (laughs) (laughs) but if we can teach it they they found they have found that um they've done some studies IGRADs done some studies on what makes a financial literacy program stick And the three components they found that really make a difference in kids is, is it relevant? Is is it something like, if I'm going to talk to you about retirement, that's really not that relevant to you. But if I'm going to talk to you about, hey, you're going to save some money for your first car, that would be a little more relevant, right? Um, Is it relevant? And is it repetitive? Is it something they're going to practice doing, you know, many times? And is it interactive? Can they do it? Can they practice it themselves? Right. So the lecture's. You know, we do it in classroom. John has a thousand dollars. He puts it in the bank at ten percent interest. How much money does John have in a year? Well, that is just a word problem. That has no relevance to their life. But if you were to say, "Here's your clothing money for the month, or for the season, or whatever, however you want to do it," they're going to be a lot more aware because, hey, if I save it, if I get a this clothes on sale here then i'll have more money later right you know but if you're just paying for it it doesn't register with with for them how much you're spending or you know they're not looking for sales right Mm -hmm. so they get a lot more aware like my one of my kids we were we were on vacation um a few months back and he's sitting in the car my husband went pumped gas and then went in the gas gas station and my husband was like i'm feeling tired i need to get a coffee and my 14-year-old's sitting there and he's like, why didn't dad go over there to McDonald's? It's a dollar coffee, <laughs> right? <laughs> so they, they're a lot like, they're, they, you know, we go out to eat, they have a restaurant, they get a restaurant in their salary because, you know, they've been doing it a long time. I wouldn't start out that way, but, um, and they'll be like, I'll have water, right? Whereas if mom says everybody's getting water because, you know, you got five kids, yeah sometimes you gotta do that if mom <laughs> says everybody's getting water it's like man they're you feel like they're mad at you but when it's their decision you know it empowers them a lot more and they love the control
0: and the light goes on to why mom does it at that point <laughs>
2: yeah like oh that's why we get water sometimes right you
0: get that one ice cream at the end i understand now <laughs> <laughs> no, i was gonna ask yeah. Dave, when you were saying that there's something look for discounts and stuff if well like with the icy budget Did that turn into a challenge to see how much money I can have left over at the end of the month after I've gotten the ICs or stuff like that?
2: Um, You know, every kid is different. Like, I have one kid that hates to spend money, and she has a big pile. (laughs) Um, She does does occasionally go out. She's 16. She does occasionally go out to lunch with a friend or buy clothes and stuff. But she's very, very mindful about because we match the first car up to a certain amount so and she just bought herself she just got herself a dodge dart um she's getting the paint job this week and um but yeah she she has probably been the one to be m- the biggest saver they're they're all different right um some of them is like easy come easy go but they're learning the lessons right, right. so
0: i'm out i'm out of one week left mom i'm out of everything I'm sorry. oh
2: mom doesn't bail out right <laughs> uh, uh unless it's something that comes up like that nobody had any idea like sometimes stuff for school comes up oh we didn't even know that was you know coming Dang. like nobody had an idea then mom mom you know they know they can negotiate with me and mom's reasonable but if they blew it i'd be like hey how are we going to solve that problem right and sometimes they'll come up with crazy interesting <laughs> ideas like one 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 kid was like i don't want to spend any more money on clothes i'm gonna go ask my friend who just had a big growth spurt if i can have all his old clothes (laughs) um (laughs) or or you know they'll 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 do a pop-up shop like um they wanted to go on a trip for school you know the candy bar sales i hate the candy bar sales um they sold candy bars and they got to go on the trip but they still needed money to spending money or something and i'm like okay well you can go but you need to figure it out right so this kid liked to bake and cook so she said hey can we uh, uh let's post on your Facebook that I'm going to make these three desserts and this is my price and take orders <laughs> and people love to help kids people love to do that kind of stuff so yeah
0: well the heartstrings It's good good move right there
2: <laughs> and then some of them do yard you know landscape, landscaping and they all have different jobs they do little side businesses
0: now when you give them the budget do you have them like there's their chores that lead up to their budget or things like that within the household itself or is it just budgetary
2: um well i'm going to buy them clothes no matter what they do right and i'm going to feed them no matter what they do so i don't really tie the salary like if they do don't if they're not doing something they should i don't tie the salary of that they can earn extra money for doing chores or some chores are just like you're part of the family you got to do that you know
0: you got to yeah. blog having every kid does it you know <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. we'll about the car <laughs> that's outstanding I mean, you're, you're teaching life lessons and that can't be argued because it's something that's going to help them as they progress through life and then look back at you sometime when they bring their, your grandchildren over for Thanksgiving and you like, did you teach them this lesson and the, and the grandchild will come out with a tip for your, for your dinner. That's good.
2: <laughs> yeah. The, my kids are, my kids love this because it's they get the one thing that every teenager wants that's control. Right. And they, my college kids, like I love, I love the way you teach us. I I'm definitely going to do that with my kids. Um, and they don't have to be constantly asking me for money because that's, that's how I got the, I am not your ATM title uh, because what kid really wants to have, to, Oh, I, I, let me go ask my mom and dad if I can, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it makes them feel more mature and it, it gives them the opportunity to practice adulting. Cause we don't give them enough chances to practice adulting really right. while they're in the house where it's, if they met, they're going to mess up. I know they're going to mess up but it gives them a safe environment that if they mess up, the stakes are not that high, right? Yeah. If they, if they, if I don't teach my kids this, who's going to teach it to them, yes. right? Because they're not going to go ask for help. They might get advice from their broke friends who don't know either. So like they could end up in a world of hurt really quickly. I like to compare it to like learning to drive. Like when we teach our kids to drive, we start out in the church parking lot where there's nobody (laughs) and and then we move to like a subdivision then we move to a not so busy road then we move to a busier road then we go into town and then we go to the interstate right and then we go to Atlanta but a lot of people they might do the parking lot like oh let's teach them the savings giving spending jars or envelopes we'll do that but, uh, you know, that that's a good beginning, and that's how we began with our kids. But it's not really realistic because what person really gets to blow 80% of their income right. on whatever they want, right? They don't really learn about needs and wants and sinking funds, and I need to save up a little bit. You know, there's so many life lessons that they don't learn that way. So they just start out in the parking lot, and then they go straight from the parking lot to the Atlanta Freeway at night in the rain, right? And there's nothing, in no transition, you know. Yeah. You you know they start our kids start out they um, have debit cards as soon as they can you know get to be about thirteen or so and and they have to look at their account and reconcile their account um, that's a lot easier when you only have two or three debits coming out right a month like, if you don't teach your kids this they're gonna get out of college and they're gonna be like there's a hundred transactions. That's so overwhelming, right? What
3: I do, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. And they look, and there's money in there. I must have. I must be okay, right? They don't. They don't know how to, you know, plan. They don't. It's easier if you do it a little bit at a time, and just add to it as they get older.
0: And I'm sure your 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 college age student, uh, as they're in college, they can look to their right and left and see someone that was not taught these lessons. And yeah. that sucked in as soon as they went to freshman orientations. And I'm sure they saw the credit card hawks that are there. So you need this credit card to make it through college and sign up for this. And, and they went right ahead and signed up for it. And then they're upside down before they're a sophomore in college.
2: Yeah, you see that a lot. It's not as bad as it was our generation because mm-hmm. they're not really allowed to do the thing where they oh you get a free pizza at the you know <laughs> but they're allowed to be right outside the campus and they're allowed to mail you they still mail it in the credit card offers um yeah but i've heard of so many stories of kids having to quit school because they got themselves into a lot of you know credit card debt and, and it's so easy to do
0: and especially if you don't have any knowledge as your background saying this is a definitely red flag i shouldn't do this yeah if no one that it's oh this is free money this is awesome
2: (laughs) yeah or I'll get that good job when I get out and it'll be all perfect I think you know if you don't know how to teach your kids about money it's okay your kids are your kids know your kids know whether you know enough about money or not but but it's never too late to say hey I'm learning about money I want you to learn with me you know I don't want you to make the same mistakes I did, you know, let's just read a book about it. You know, there's some great books about how to handle money that are geared to kids that could help them, you know, start thinking more long-term about you know how, how, if I, if I set myself up now as a young person and not give into the lifestyle creep, you know, if I live really cheaply as a young adult, then, then at the end I could be, you know, I could retire really, really young.
0: A lot less stress. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of books on finance, let's talk about your book. I am not your ATM: A Practical Plan for Teaching Your Teen to Manage Money. Uh, yeah. Where did you? Um, just a quick background on your why you did it and how is it going?
2: Um, well, I did it because people kept telling me I wish people taught me about money. <laughs> That's and I never intended to be your author. I don't. I don't enjoy writing I'm good at it but it like drains me I'm not one of those people that like oh I wrote in my journal every day for 20 years you know I never wrote stories really as you know a lot of people like to write they've been writing their whole life I I it's hard for me to write it and but the book strangely enough, it was miraculous. I must say that it it was pretty easy for me to write because so I know it it was meant to be because it it, naturally it would not have been, but I'd be writing then I'd be like, Oh yeah, I should add this in too. So I'd add in, you know, I talk a lot about just the, you know, if you don't, if you don't plan, if you don't plan to do this, how are they going to learn? Right. So I talk about the confidence, competence loop. I talk about all different aspects of teaching your kids and then I go into more detail about just the way I told you about the way we teach them you know like letting them have a little bit more responsibility every year um, more money to manage
0: that's I mean that's awesome and uh, I like the fact that you say you don't like to write but you you published a book that's good (laughs) yeah means you to do it but you got it out there
2: (laughs) yeah yeah um and I think it's 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 a it's necessary. It's it's one of those things, you know, like a lot of times as parents we there's stuff that we need to do for our kids that we don't necessarily want to do. And it's so easy to kick it down kick the can down the road. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Eisenhower matrix, it's urgent, but it's not it's that. important, but it's not urgent. So a lot of times those are the skills that don't get taught to our kids, you know, cooking or cleaning or some parents you know and then all of a sudden they're like you're fixing to graduate i haven't taught you anything (laughs) so nothing right and this is my philosophy i tell my kids i want my future son and daughter-in-laws to love me i want you to be good at you know cooking cleaning uh, taking care of the house because i don't want them to come to me and say you raised a kid that can't do anything
0: (laughs) well they don't know how to do anything
2: (laughs) right and and you know, and the, the finances is not just, you know, it's not just to help my kid. Like, that's the number one reason marriages break up is money, you know, so if I can help my kids learn about money, then not only will they have better marriages, but my grandkids will grow up in a better environment. You know, they don't have to be in a divorced house, you know, with shuffling from parent to parent, you know, that's such a hard life that's- and and I'm going to do everything I can by golly, to get my grand my grandkids in a good spot. Yeah, <laughs> <Heck> yeah. <laughs> I don't want them to come live with me, right? I don't <laughs>
0: no. just on the weekends, the yeah, <laughs>
2: they need to go home. I I want them to come visit me. I just don't want them to live with me.
0: I'll have the grandkids log cabin kit waiting for them. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's a good idea, actually.
0: Right. <laughs> Rachel, how does someone get in contact with you to either have you on uh, to their show or even to learn some more about your book?
2: Yeah, um, well, I'm on Facebook and Instagram under Rachel Murphy Coaching, but I've set I'm going to set up a page just for your listeners. If you go to RachelMurphyCoaching.com/slash/misfit, I'm going to have um, a link to our Raising Confident Teens podcast, uh, the, a list of my top three favorite finance books for teens, um, a spending tracker. So if you're like, this is really interesting, how would I go about doing that? Um, I wouldn't run out and tell your kids, Hey, I've just come out with this new idea of what we're going to do. I want you to like, think about it for a little bit. Um, there's a spending tracker on there, print it out and just start keeping track of what you spend money on for your kids. Like, Hey, I bought jeans and this is how much it costs. And, you know, and just like start, Keeping a log to give you an idea of what what if I did this, what could I turn over to them? You know, what's something and start with something small that's not going to make a big or you know, if if they mess up, it's not going to cause a big problem. You know, don't give them uh, the grocery budget or something like that, <laughs> right? But um and then there there'll be a link to my book there if people want more details about how exactly we teach our kids.
0: Awesome, thank you and thanks again for taking some of your time to come on.
2: Yeah, it was fun. Appreciate you and all you you do.
0: No problem. Thank you. You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on This This, 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 This Fit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up and comer in any industry of music, in the arts, have them reach out to us on the MisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling because we are Misfit Nation.
3: Just like most. Some days I'm headed in the right direction. And some days I ain't even close. I'm a little bit steady, but still a little bit rolling stone. I'm a little bit heaven, but still a little bit flesh and bone. Little found, little don't know where I am. I'm a little bit holy water, but still a little bit burning man. Burning Man I always love the highway I just don't run it as fast I still go wherever the wind blows me But I always find my way back I still don't get it right sometimes I just don't get it as wrong Still go a little bit crazy sometimes, yeah, but now I don't stay near as long. I'm a little bit steady, but still a little bit rolling stone. I'm a little bit heaven, but still a little bit flesh and bone. Little foul, little don't know where I am. I'm a little bit holy water, but still a little bit burning, man. just a fire 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 man just a fire man
1: maybe
3: i'll go to the desert by myself in If we pass in the night, then just hand me a and Tell me you burn just like me. I'm a little bit steady, but still a little bit rolling stone. I'm a little bit heaven, but still a little bit flesh and bone. Little foul, little don't know where I am. I'm a little bit holy water, but still a little bit burning man burning